What's up, Internet? You're tuning in episode 80 of Nintendo Noise, Slip Screen Games' weekly Nintendo podcast. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined, as always, by my very good friends and co-hosts, Miss Sierra Plus Ultra. What's up? And AJ McRae of Redirect. Welcome back to the show, AJ. Hi, I am here. Pokemon things happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think of the last uh, the last episode you were on for, and I think it, it might have been a, a, a Pokemon it Presents. It have been a Pokemon thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, it's Pokemon Day 2023 has just come and gone. We're, we're like about a day removed here. Uh, we had a bunch of fresh new Pokemon news over on the latest Pokemon Presents, and we're going to talk about Almost all of it. Some of it, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll dance around. But, uh, but yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to jump into it with you two. I I feel like uh, reactions to this overall felt a bit mixed. But it's like I feel like Pokemon is kind of always damned if they do and damned it's if they don't. Like that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. uh, on the one hand we yell at them for putting out too much stuff, and then if they don't announce uh, ten new games every Pokemon presents, we're upset. <laughs> so you know, what are you what are you gonna do? But. Uh, there's some there's some good stuff to jump into, so we'll we'll go in it in like you know loose chronological order. So the the kind of first thing they kicked off was talking about the Pokemon World Championships, which are going to be held in Japan for the first time ever, uh, August 11th through the through the 13th. Um, I was surprised by that. I didn't realize that it had never taken place in Japan before. Same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like I mean, I, like I guess in retrospect, I knew that. Because, like, Worlds is, like, relatively new. Like, it's not new. Sure. But, like, it's, it's like, half as old as Pokemon, you know? So, it's, like, I can think, like, okay, they had them like, in these locations, and J- Japan wasn't one of them. <laughs> but it was never, like, a front-of-mind thought of mine until they said that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I guess that makes sense, right? Like, Pokemon being such a, a global brand, um, there's mm-hmm. fans all over the world. So, you know, and it's it's not like Japan is, like, the biggest country in the world. Um, and it's, it's mm-hmm. probably out of the way for a good percentage of the audience, I guess. Whereas, like, you know, if it's in, like, Europe, it's like, that's kind of a midpoint for everybody, right? Like, yeah, that's <laughs> to right. some degree. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty cool, um, that they kind of like started off talking about that and they were like hyping up the live broadcasts and everything, which is something I feel like they've really tried to grow over the last couple of years and make it more of like a spectator event. Um, which is great. You know, like I, I always enjoy watching worlds, uh, seeing this, I was like, dang, I really wish I could make it out there. Um, I imagine like the first one they're doing, you know, in Japan is probably going to be quite a production. Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw like mutuals who were like, "Buy my tickets." I'm like, "How? Just. How do you uproot your life for two weeks? Because you have to go to that side of the world for at least two weeks to make that flight worth it." Right. Yeah. yeah I don't even feel like two weeks is long enough, to be honest. Yeah. Right. I, right? I, you're I've be been, over there. I've been talking about going with uh, a couple of my friends, and like our plan is to be there for like three weeks because it's like, hey, if mm. I'm going, I want to like see everything. You know, it's like Lord yeah. knows if you'll ever get to go again. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's definitely a cool one. Um, they showed off some of the new art and everything, and definitely definitely something to look forward to. Um, and I think it's cool that Pokemon Unite has like snuck its way in there. You know, like the last year, like it's only mm. year two of it. Rip and- Pokemon, though. Rip. I know. I know. Like, never got its flowers. <laughs> yeah. Because it was it was it at Evo last year or was it two years ago? There was like it, had- it, it's usually at Evo Japan. They did have it at Worlds for a while. Um, but the last Worlds was the last time that they had it there. Damn. And that was just like the 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 nail in the coffin when they were like, we're done with Pokemon, we're taking it out of the show, replacing it with with uh, Go. 
<laughs> or whatever. <laughs> I was like, damn, that means we're not getting like a sequel or like DLC or something. Like, ugh. Rip. Yeah, it's a shame. I, I would love to see them uh, go for like a two, you know, and like give it give mm-hmm. it a bigger roster and like a bigger push on Switch um, rather than, be, rather than it being. Namco, they said they're interested. So it's really just all balls them. in your court, Pokemon Company. Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, speaking of, uh, of, of like that event, uh, there is a new product that they talked about that I am upset with myself for how interested I am in it. If I'm, if I'm honest, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, uh, Pokemon <laughs> trading card game classic is, uh, is coming out and it is, uh, basically a, like a, a deluxe package that gives you like the whole set of the original, uh, you know, reprints of the original cards um, so that it's like kind of an all in one way to play the original version of the TCG. Um, and, you know, they it had like all these cool little, you know, damage, like di- custom damage counters and everything. Like it, it looks like a proper, you know, like board game uh, kind of setup. It was like it gave me like like, uh, you know, like the premium like chess sets. Yes. Like, gave yes. Me kind of <laughs> like this is going to be exorbitantly expensive. <laughs> like, you got to imagine, right? Yeah. But with that, I would be shocked if it's under 300 bucks, like shocked. I know, right? What were those damn the damage counters? Are like the cone guys, right? Yeah, yeah, they were Ooh. little cone guys so that you can stack them, so that like you don't have to have like a bunch of counters covering up your card. I guess you can like put them that's in a corner. Cool, but like if you're gonna make it like the original, give me those little marbles. I need the pods <laughs> and the and the little yeah. <laughs> the little uh uh yeah. They were like they were they were marble ish, but they were not round. They were like little flat yeah. like glass ovals or whatever. Yeah. They were like like Moncala pieces. Yes, yes. You gotta oh make God. it highfalutin. You gotta <laughs> feel like you gotta wear a monocle to touch this thing. This is the premium yeah. so that they can charge you two thousand dollars to have it. I'll be sick. Okay, listen. I I, I get like <laughs> like yeah, maybe you won't be under three thousand, but like if they charge, it'll probably under I, I think two thousand. Yeah, better not be in the thousand. Here's the thing, Sierra. What yeah, we're gonna do is gonna we're gonna bad. buy a set, and you and I will make a video of us playing it, and then that's a yeah. write off. That's a write off right there. True. It's making we're making content. True. <laughs> True. No, just exactly. lobby harder. Get Pokemon Company to send it to you. I, I have honestly, emails. I, I gotta, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta hit them up and just like only send them episodes that Steve's not on. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't they not fans of cussing though? I know we we I mean, never we are all the time. Yeah, fair enough. If they're if they're sending AJ stuff, they'll send us stuff. You know, I feel okay. like we're similar levels of rapscallions. You know, yeah. Although I, you know, I uh, th- when I eventually come on your podcast for the first time uh, again, AJ, mm-hmm. you know, I'll have to, you know, I oh know- yeah, you do cur- you curse more, you curse more. Like YouTube, YouTube. All right, maybe they just saw YouTube. I don't know if they saw Twitch. They saw Twitch because I usually when they send me cards, that's where that's where that stuff goes. Popping them up. Right. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I, they haven't talked about what the pricing is going to be. They said that the launch date is is like late 2023, and that there would be more information about it at the Worlds event. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm imagining they'll probably give us a price and like a pre-order opening in August, like at that event. Um, oh boy, I, I want this stupid thing. I want it bad. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm sure I will spend too much money on it if I had to guess. Understandable. 
Um, I'm debating it, and I'm not even huge into the trading card game. Me neither. <laughs> like, I, I, I fell off of it a long time ago, like, probably back in, you know, Gen 2 era. I, I think by the time Advance mm-hmm. rolled around, I was definitely done with the cards. Um, and I have had multiple points where I've had friends who are either board game people or TCG people, like, casually get back into it and be like, oh, why don't you buy some packs? Like, let's make some decks. And I'm like, no, you are asking me to do cocaine. <laughs> like, you are at, you are trying to hand me uh, a heroin needle if you're telling me to get into this hey, thing. Hey, there's friends that ask that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, I got to avoid them, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> but see, with this, I like the idea that it's like a set, right? Like, it's just the first set. These are the things that are legal, and it's... It's this how they get you in, man. I know. Like, hey, we give you everything. You can spend more money on this. It's everything. <laughs> You're too right. You're too right. <laughs> and then, and then they're going to do series two, and that'll be Gen two, no! and it'll oh, be like no. <laughs> it'll be like twenty five percent more expensive. <laughs> and, and you know, it's just, this is where it starts. This is, where I know. It starts. this is a test of our willpower. <laughs> Oof, gosh, that is a test I am not confident that I will pass. <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> uh, the next announcement was an interesting one. Uh, Netflix and the Pokemon company are uh, partnering to make a new stop-motion animated series called uh, Netflix's Pokemon Concierge. Uh, it is going to be taking place at a resort. Uh, where there's like a, an employee there named Haru, and the guests that visit the place are Pokemon. So the general premise seems to be like, you know, I guess kind of like a monster of the week thing, where there'll be like different Pokemon that come up, and she gets in an, on an adventure with them, and and you know, I guess you'll see what happens. But um, I, I think the the headline for me is is less about the the content, um, which I am excited about. I like the idea of a show that's not about a trainer and battling and all that stuff. Um, that's something I know we've talked about a lot on this show is like how much opportunity there is in the world of Pokemon for things that aren't, you know, just the Pokemon league and catching them all and Mm -hmm. all that. Right. Um, but the, the, I, the fact that it's a stop motion thing is really interesting to me. That's a a very unique choice. Yeah. And and it like, it's more expensive to make stop motion, right? Like it, it feels like an investment in doing something creative and different. That's like, outside the house style that we've come to expect with Pokemon for so long. And that's exciting to me, right? Like even, you know, even if this is all we get, that's cool. But I mean, maybe it's a first step for them trying other different stuff like this. That's a little out of the comfort zone um, that I think, you know, we've come to expect. And the fact that we've seen like legends Arceus last year and like other things that I think are, representative of them trying new stuff and being willing to to innovate a little bit um that's you know that's like all i really want out of pokemon so i'm i'm stoked about this i have mixed feelings go for it i i don't know like i grew up loving like nightmare before christmas Coraline, corpse bride so i don't know what my why i have pause but um, you're expecting it to judgment. be creepy. It's, give, it's giving <laughs> grotesque, Mr. Fox. I don't know. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't. And I also don't know if it's gonna be like a monster of the week thing. I don't know that they can stretch that to like um, 24, 22 minutes, whatever the Netflix. There are a thousand Pokemon, Sierra. <laughs> <laughs> they can do it. <laughs> well, I am eager to see the effort. <laughs> 
It's interesting because, like, I could kind of see it being like what the a lot of the filler episodes of the anime were like, where it would just be like, yeah. "Oh, on this week, like Ash and friends like met this Pokemon that has a problem, and they're we're gonna like you know this Ditto can't transform right. Let's help him or like you know mm-hmm. whatever, right?" Um, yeah, I I wonder if if like that would be the kind of like rhythm of the show a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I think AJ? that there's like. I don't know if they're going to do this, but I do think that uh, I do think that there's a lot of like material for them to go off of. Like a lot of the more interesting anime episodes that aren't just like it's Ash going to win the Pokemon League or whatever are the ones that like take a, a specific Pokemon lore thing and extrapolate on it. Um, like stuff like the Driftloom or whatever or uh, Driftloons where it's like, oh, it carries kids, right? You know, and they extrapolate on stuff like that in yeah. like, the anime or even in like arguments or whatever right um i think that this is a good opportunity to like teach people uh, more things about pokemon or even to form more lore related things about specific pokemon that weren't already there um and i think the 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 like untapped potential of pokemon that could like really set it apart further from just being like this rpg thing that just blew up um, is like deep diving on the lore that they already established for a lot of different Pokemon. Because um, there's a lot of cool stuff there that doesn't really get to be explored in a natural way with the way that the games are already set up um, and the way that the anime is even currently set up. Yeah, like it's it's kind of interesting that <clears throat> for a world that I, I think I would largely describe as feeling pretty cozy, um, despite how much horrific nightmare yeah. stuff there is in the world of Pokemon, <laughs> um, that there's no like Pokemon slice of life anywhere. Like that's just yeah. not really a thing. Um, why is there not like a documentary series? Like why, I, that was not yes. natural to them. <laughs> Such <laughs> like, a missed opportunity. Yeah, you know, hopefully this represents a willingness to explore some of that stuff a little bit more and Mm -hmm. and we'll see. You know, Sierra, I hope you like it because I'm probably going to make you review it with me. So, okay, (laughs) to their credit, like they've been inching towards doing cool, interesting things with animation for a while now. It's just been Mm -hmm. like through more like digital efforts like on YouTube. Yeah, Um, I mean, the YouTube shorts generations and origins. Yeah, stuff. I mean, Origins, I really love, you know, and uh, mm. I, I haven't watched yeah. every generation short, but everyone I've seen, I thought was really good. Um, pretty good. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's certainly. Uh, and Evolutions, too, is a good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I forgot about that one. And then there's the Hisuian, uh Zorark one the, with the shiny Zorark. I mean, that Zorua. I haven't seen. Um, there's that. They did that Bidoof thing. Like, all of it is at least interesting. <laughs> A lot of, yeah, the animated shorts are all, like, an absolute joy. They're so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so hopefully this hits. Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd really like for this to be uh, a win and something that they look at as, like, oh, we should, we should probably double down on this. We should do more weird stuff. It'll oh. also be the first Pokemon Netflix thing that when they say a Netflix original, it's like, okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. This anime has been going on for longer than you existed. <laughs> it's an original. <laughs> <laughs> we made this so then we got a little bit of an update around pokemon unite uh zashian is going to be joining as a playable character uh the latest patch is bringing back the boss rush mode uh that was out a while ago and it's it's been gone for for quite some time now um i i don't know about y'all I, like i think about this game a lot like i think about like how much i enjoyed it at launch and being like damn i kind of want to go back and and see like what's happened in the season that i missed 
Um, and I, I never, I never quite get there, you know, like every time they yeah. remind me it exists, I'm like, damn, this was really some fun, you know, like I took a lot mm-hmm. of time into that game, uh, when it first came out. Is it the fear thing for you? Cause it is for me. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what it's going to be like if I go online now. It's like, there's that, like, you're going to jump in and just be like, oh, I'm going to get raffle stomped. Like, I'm not going to yeah. remember. There's going to be new characters that I don't know what they do. And you know, but. But I guess that's kind of the the nice thing, I guess, is like since we haven't played in a while, like we must have ranked down to the point where we're probably back in like the noob range, you know, and could, you know, hopefully shake the rust off. But I definitely think that's been a big part of it for me of just being like, yeah, like I want to get back to it, but I want to be as good as I was, not have to like relearn the the ropes, you know? Right. Mm. What about you, Jay? Have you been playing it at all? I no, not really. I mostly just don't play it because I I think solo queuing in games like this is is self hate <laughs> and I don't <laughs> want to do that. Um, so so like I'm always down like if people want to like group up and play it I'm here. Um, mm-hmm. But I do n- there's nothing in me that wants to play Pokemon Unite by myself at all. <laughs> <laughs> so like when Zashin's and I'm like oh neat that's cool for people that play this game but it doesn't make me want to play it. So what I'm hearing yeah. is we need to squat up again. Yeah. I'm down. I'm down too. I'm sorry. I've been a busy bee, but like I, I want to get back into it. I really do. Well, we'll, we'll circle back to it uh, when, uh, when, when your album's done, Sierra, and we'll, we'll have to figure mm-hmm. this out because I would, I would definitely be down even if we just get our asses kicked again. Um, yeah, for sure. Because it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. I, I need my MOBA fix. You know, I haven't, I haven't been playing League of Legends for a couple of years. I'm like, I'm feeling the, I'm feeling the call. <laughs> uh we're not going to talk about pokemon cafe remix because it's it's just why not they just they, okay you know what here they added spragato quaxley and fue coco and uh there's going to be a in-game outfit for chef greninja there you go everybody pokemon cafe remix. we're not even going to talk about the food that they made that's why i play it the, the, food, the food is so good so do, you, do you play this game, Sierra? Are you like you're you're in smoke. Are you hype about this? I didn't know we had a fan. Go ahead. What's up? <laughs> take your take your minute. Take you your noticed time. me like when I came back and I was like, mm, I noticed we nixed Kevin. Uh, I didn't know I that was why. No right here, you know, I saw the red. Just I'm adding now, it back. I'm adding it back. It's, it's green now. Talk about it. Yeah. Talk about I'll it. I'll be quick. This, like I play like ten times a year, and those ten <laughs> times are very very fun. <laughs> and also, it's hard to keep up with regularly, and I think the UI is fucking too cluttered and <laughs> and like very stressful. <laughs> but um, I think that like the interactions you get with the different Pokemon and the like, the little I don't know, it's very cute. It's just a good quick fix if you're fucking bored at like the DMV <laughs> or like you're sitting on your couch waiting for food to arrive. It's funny, I, I kind of like forgot what the gameplay of it was, uh, and then when they showed it, I was like, oh, this looks like a fun little puzzle game, like, you know, I could I could see myself yeah. maybe, maybe giving it a shot, um, but like, I'm still deep, deep in the throes of my Marvel Snap addiction, so I don't know, you know, who knows? <laughs> yeah, that, understandable. That, um, I'm, I had to stand with that game. I am wrestling with that dragon every day. <laughs> so... I don't know. The mobile games usually don't stick with me. I don't know why. Because, like, I'm not against them. I just, like, I'll play it, and I'm like, all right, I played it. Goodbye. 
<laughs> and then I live my life. That's that's usually the thing for me is like I think a lot of them like when they have a, a a typical mobile game pay structure, like I run out of content quicker than I run out of uh willingness or interest in playing the game. And then like that usually mm-hmm. ends up being the thing for me is like once I once they're forcing me to spend money, it's like ah, oh, it's not fun anymore, right? So I you know I'm I'm out. Um, whereas like mm-hmm. with Marvel Snap, like it's just a good card game. And, like, I can spend money on it, but I haven't in a season and change because I have enough cards now. I have decks that I like. So I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I'm just going to keep playing and get my free unlocks. And, you know, eventually there'll be another season where I'm ready to plunk down another couple bucks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I wish that mobile games could also, like, hold my attention longer. But, like, it's usually, like, I go on a streak for, like, two weeks where I'm addicted. And then the second I fall out of my rhythm, I'm gone. Yeah, absolutely yeah. gone. And then it's like, all right, uninstall. That's it. I'll never touch this again. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So speaking of uh, of apps, uh, we finally, finally got, <laughs> finally got a look at Pokemon Sleep, uh, at which it feels like they announced this. What like was it four years ago? Five? Was it, tw- it was twenty nineteen? Was, yeah, was it not twenty nineteen? Yeah, yeah. Oh I my. thought I was dreaming. Gosh. That's... When they fight, <laughs> were you were you dreaming? Oh, were no, you Pokemon dreaming, oh, no. Sierra? Oh no! Was I like Pokemon sleep when I was Pokemon dreaming? Damn it! Uh, to Pokemon sleep, a chance to Pokemon dream. Uh, so this we got a full length trailer. We have an actual idea of what this is as a product now. A new logo. Yeah, yeah. It did somehow get a- they just now incorporated Snorlax. They're like, oh, wait, fuck, we have a sleeping Pokemon. We have a guy who that's <laughs> his whole thing. Oh. <laughs> so, you know, it's, uh, it, it's, it, I don't know. It's, it's, I think it's in a lot of ways, it's what you would expect based on what the toothbrush uh, equivalent was. Mm. I forget what that one was called <laughs> now, but. It's, I forgot about that. You know, it's an alarm. Except this one somehow like accrued a like a cult following and that like <laughs> turned on this game so or thing so fast. Because like <laughs> leading up until every Pokemon presents since this thing was announced, people are like, well, do I see Pokemon Sleep? I hope we see Pokemon Sleep. And then we see Pokemon Sleep, and then people are like, oh, we saw this Pokemon Sleep. Like, <laughs> no matter it's what they do. I saw people in replies leading up to the direct, like, it's like that meme where, like, the person is, like, a, sh- a shell of a human being and they have, like, wrinkles and they look like a corpse. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, Pokemon sleep waiters be like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they needed, they, they needed to sleep. That's why they look like that. They're exhausted. <laughs> Just gaslighting the Pokemon company into thinking that people really wanted this. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's been like delayed so many times. Like, oh my god, the expectation for this thing is through the roof. We gotta get it right. <laughs> People but really like, want this. Maybe we delay it. <laughs> it's so funny because I look at the 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 what the app looks like, and I'm like, this is what my Fitbit does. It took yeah. four years. Yeah, but your Fitbit doesn't have Snorlax. So like, that is true. That is true. That is fair. Uh, yeah. I mean, like it's. It's an alarm clock mixed with a, a Fitbit like sleep tracker and there's some there's some collectathon stuff in it. Like that's really what yeah, we're looking at. But you right? can get a Bulbasaur with a hat. Yeah. Get, like, that's true. You can get oh like my God. Charmander. That's the thing, right? Like as a as a huge dork, I'm not <laughs> I'm not getting a Fitbit, right? Like I'll I'll be fat. <laughs> that's fine. But I'll do this. I'm like, uh, 
you know, like I, I could. I you could, do have to sleep. I, I have Everyone to sleep. sleep. They make yeah. yo Pokemon Go makes people go places, dude. I this I, will make people sleep. It's true. So, yeah, you know, maybe too much. I saw this. And how they were like, it will reward you for all different types of sleep. I'm like, yo, so many people's productivity is going to plummet now. Because <laughs> they're like, ah, I could do something with my life. But like, if I sleep, I might be able to get like a Makohita. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I can't get I can't get a good RNG manip on this fucking... <laughs> I gotta take another nap. The IVs are no good on this Bulbasaur. Let's do it again. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah that was the thing i thought was really interesting is like so, so the whole thing is like it it measures records and analyzes your sleep and that there are pokemon that have like sleep styles and if they're similar to your sleep style they'll show yeah. up and they had this whole thing about like oh you can collect them all and it's like how like i'm supposed to that change the way i sleep yeah. <laughs> it's like try every sleep schedule imaginable <laughs> that'll that'll turn out great oh, oh my well, god if I ever drop acid and then hook up to this thing <laughs> and go in a 48-hour bed, I'll let you know. The <laughs> <laughs> Yo, they what do say- you get for that? Maybe that's the only way to get a shiny Snorlax. You gotta try it out. <laughs> you like, like the, It's like, all right, you guys, you gotta try this new thing called sleep edging, where you see how far you can go without sleeping. And if you can make it 48 hours without sleeping, and then you sleep for two days, you'll get this secret Snorlax. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You unlock like demonic Pokemon, <laughs> like sleep paralysis. They start looking. Yo, that's how you sleep get dark paralysis. Eye. That's how you get dark eye. Yeah, <laughs> that's incredible. I'm going to be on therapy now. I I um, loved too that like they uh so so uh, alongside um this announcement they revealed the Pokemon Go Plus Plus, which is just I hate. I hate everything. Exceptional about, about branding. Pokemon. Exceptional. The Pokeball, the Pokeball Plus, the Pokemon Go Plus, the Pokemon Go Plus Plus is great. Why? <laughs> we couldn't think the of a Pokemon better name than Go this. Plus Plus and Knuckles 3. <laughs> True. True. <laughs> That's next. Pokemon Plus Plus and Knuckles. Why couldn't you <laughs> just do different Pokemon? They could have just did that. We Make it a, yeah. I would legitimately a great ball plus. Like, I would I would never use this thing for a practical mm-hmm. purpose, but if it was a great ball, I would consider buying it because I just like the great ball. I know, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, uh, you can use it in Pokemon Go, right? For the original use yeah. of the Pokemon uh, Go Plus, which is like to throw balls and everything. It's got mm-hmm. some new functionality. But it's better. It's better. It though, is better, which is crazy to me that like they can't firmware up. They could. They could. Oh, but they, they could. They could. Like they just it's sell like hardware. It's like you could throw great and, and ultra balls with this thing. Like yo, what kind of technology does this have that those don't have that they can't do Nothing. that too? Like I have the Pokeball Plus, and like it's not like there's no. Uh, I have no right to complain about this because I didn't pay for it. Pokemon sent it to me. But like, how come that can't throw the great ball? <laughs> Why not? I know. Yeah, no reason really. No, no. It's because they're yeah. like, it's been a while since you bought some crap from us. So, <laughs> <laughs> so here it is. Uh, and then uh, the the way you can use it with sleep is you can like press it before you go to bed and then press it when you wake up and it'll log everything for you. But then there's also a Pikachu inside it that like 
can sing a lullaby and all these other cute <laughs> little things. It's like oh, wait, I missed that. So yeah. it's like you just press. How do they? read your sleep if it's not because like my fitbit like is on my person you're supposed to put it next to your pillow it says Mm -hmm. so i don't know if it's like like monitoring your breathing or something or what but i thought it was a heart rate thing and that's how they get it accurate okay interesting i don't know yeah that's but the thing that's crazy though like i don't know how we didn't bring this up until now i wouldn't be surprised if this is like industry leading somehow because when they did the Pokey Walker, like that was an industry leading thing. It was like yeah. a, 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 a pedometer or whatever that was just better than all the other ones. <laughs> so like, I wouldn't be surprised if this also is that somehow. Yeah, like the gamers um, need more accurate analysis of their personal health. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing, right? It's like, there's so many things like this where like it's, it's dorks, it's exclusively dorks that like just like, like test it for like the rest of the mm. world, right? Like, Nintendo, it, like, inadvertently, it made mobile gaming what it is, right? Like, yeah. it's, like, just because they're, Mario like, yeah. Mario made it. They <laughs> <It> just made <laughs> mobile, a whole industry. Like, yeah, people, like, it's, like, get the DS and, you know, like, Brain Age, yeah. and it's a Sudoku and all that stuff. And it's just, like, oh, yeah, cool. So now this is just a thing people do on their phones all day, all the time, huh? Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> All right, so before we get into the main event, talking about the updates coming to Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, let me remind you that this episode of Nintendo Noise is brought to you by our Patreon producers for the month of February. They are, of course, Anthony Gonzalez, Christian Oliveria, Christopher Valenz, Earth Visitor, Gabriel Hasselmeyer, a.k.a. Asobi, Mary Berry, Ty the Dude, Wakahula, and Zaid Ida. Thank you all so much for your support over on Patreon.com slash FlipScreenGames. You're all the reals to the real, and we greatly appreciate your support of this and all of our sister shows. If you want to become a producer just like they did, or you want to write into the show, or you want to find some of our other shows, or you just want to stop by and say, hey, head over to flipscreen.games. That's our website where you can find links to all the places you can keep the conversation rolling between episodes of Nintendo Noise. So, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. We've got some pretty big announcements here. Uh, the, we'll, we'll start off with the, the most timely one, right? There are two new Paradox Pokemon that are still available now. We've got the event going as, uh, as we speak. Uh, Walking Wake is a new Suicune variant uh, for Scarlet, and it is a uh, water dragon type. It is extremely monstrous. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's like a very... hard uh, Pokemon. It, it, it was interesting considering, like, when I think Suicune, it's, like, got this very, like... It's very elegant. It's kind of slender. It's got like the you know the the wave going in its yeah. mane and everything. And then this thing just looks like a fucked up dinosaur monster. It's <laughs> awesome. It totally fucks with the lore of those three legendary beasts. Like, because they were like made by Ho-Ho, I thought. Like they were like like resurrected from the ashes of a burned tower. Now yeah, you're saying it's a dinosaur? Dimension. That's the thing, though. <laughs> it's a different right? dimension. Uh, yeah. It's like, I think it's in... They definitely acknowledge it in X and Y, but I don't remember if that's the first canon uh, acknowledgement of it. It might have been, been in black and white before that. But um, yeah, they've just straight up said like, oh yeah, Pokemon's a multiverse, so if we change the rules, that's why. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. cool. 
That's why there's like 32 different reds. <laughs> like just every version, like fire red and leaf green, that red is different from the the red and blue one, which is different from the let's go. You know, all of that's different. The and every iteration of a character is a new guy. A little bit, yeah, a little bit, yeah. Uh, well, and, and one of my my favorite things with that is. Um, uh, I think it's on Digino Gaming. If it is, I'll I'll try to link to it in the description. But there was this. Um, they uh, yeah, I think it was them. They did a translation of this uh, like Pokemon like world book that came out around the release of Red and Blue, and it had never been translated into English before. And um, mm-hmm. they had uh, one of the original localizers translated into English, so you, we were able to get like a lot of kind of like cool little lore tidbits and stuff that had like not been said in the States. And um, a lot of it like acknowledges like things in the real world that like decidedly don't exist in the world of Pokemon and stuff like that. So it's like, it's, it's interesting how there are some things that have definitely stayed consistent over the years, but there's so many little things that like, if you want to start poking holes, it's like that, that whole house of cards just comes stumbling down. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But, uh, I thought it was pretty interesting looking at um, the base stat comparison of these two guys because, I, but like, it seems to be consistent for all of them where there's like about a ten point difference, and like it's oh, it's like a very interesting like change in terms of what its kind of role would be, right? Like where Suicune is definitely like a defensive Pokemon, especially especially like as a special defender, and like this thing is definitely a a much more aggressive special attacker it's got 125 base special attack uh, 109 speed like it's definitely more of like a come out and smack kind of pokemon um which is interesting it's kind of neat how these things are like these weird like you know uh mirror images of each other almost um like kind of like leaning into the whole like paradox distortion thing you know very cool right even down to like the type of team that you will put them on. Like this is a sun team Pokemon. I could see that. It sure. has it's its signature move gets a fifty percent boost in the sun. What's uh and plus it has um it has um pro, uh protosynthesis, I think it's called. Yeah. And that boosts its highest stat in the sun. So Ooh. like you want this on a sun team. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is funny, yeah, because, I mean, like, Suicune definitely was a staple of rain teams at one point. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Even Sword and Shield. So, like, yeah, like, they're, they're trying to switch. And, it like, it frustrated me because I wanted to use this Pokemon. I mean, one, can't use this Pokemon because it's not legal yet. Um, and two, can't use this Pokemon because my, po- my team is, like, rain. So, I'm like, mm. I could <laughs> put them on there, but I'm not getting the most out of this Pokemon if I put it on there. Yeah, you got to make like, a new team. I, yeah, but I want to wait until po- we're gonna get we're gonna get to that. I assume Pokemon Home. I have a bone to pick. I am angry, um, but <laughs> can't make that team until until then. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll we'll talk more about that in a second. Uh, so then the other one we got to look at was Iron Leaves, which is uh, a Verizion variant, um, and it's uh, instead of Grass Fighting, it's Grass Psychic, and um, again, right, like the original Pokemon. Good special defender, right? Like pretty, pretty well-rounded stats. Um, whereas Iron Leaves is like definitely a, a physical attacker, 130 base special attack, a um, little quicker, still pretty good. Um, I'm sorry, a little slower, and then uh, still like you know pretty beefy um, special defense as well. So 
could definitely see this being um a pretty interesting one. Grass Psychic is is a decent typing too because it's like there's not a ton of attacking bug moves, which is I believe it's only 4x weakness, right? Uh With Grass yeah. Psychic. It's the only 4x weakness. It's yeah. the only 4x weakness, but it does still have weakness. Well, sure, yeah, yeah but dark. and uh, yeah, then those are common attacking types, which is definitely problematic. Mm -hmm. But um, mm -hmm. it's not a bad type. Yeah, it's a good type, especially for a grass Pokemon. Usually, when you get another type on a grass Pokemon, it makes it worse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Definitely not the best defensive type to start out with. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, it's a pretty good one. Pretty good one. Um, so yeah, talking of the, the third-party app support, we did get news that Pokemon Go is now able to connect to Scarlet and Violet, but that Pokemon Home support is supposed to be coming out, quote, in early 2024. Uh, <laughs> so angry. <laughs> Expound on uh, that, AJ. Cuz I wanted, I have Pokemon that I want to use. A, so my team that has, it's, it's I, I'm switching out uh, one slot. I have Tatsugiri on there, but I'm Thinking I want to pivot Tasigiri because I don't want to do Don Dozo anymore. Um, and Tasigiri doesn't really fill the role that I wanted to use him for. Um, mm -hmm. But also, I have Gudra, but I'm like, yo, you know what would be better than Gudra? It's Hisui and Gudra because he's also a steel type. And that helps because the fairy weakness that I have, kinda, and my team would be more dealt with if I yeah. have a steel dragon and not just a dragon. And it would be more physically defensive because physical attacking. Uh, Pokemon are usually not strong against Steel type, but I can't get my Steel type Gudra because they don't have Pokemon home. Also, it's a shiny Gudra, so even if they did the 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 freaking Hisuian Zoroark thing and made it a like a event or a raid or something like that, I can't get my shiny Hisuian. <laughs> and then what about my Sun team that I already have built and Pokemon Sun that I could? I mean, Pokemon Sword and Shield. But can't use because no Pokemon home. Just give me Pokemon home. Why not I now? <laughs> I know. Yeah, what do they have to do? What is the hold of? This game uh, has been out for months. I think it probably has something to do with the Pokemon Stadium rumors and stuff. They're, they're probably like, oh, wait, this is harder than we thought it would be. Oh. That's what my assumption is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we haven't really had a chance to talk about that on this show. Um, but yeah, there's that that rumor that they're going to be updating Stadium on NSO to be able to support pulling in Pokemon from, you know, um, from uh, RB, RBY. Uh, so I, I don't know, like, I, I, it could be that they're spread a little thin across those multiple projects. But yeah, it, it's something that you wish that they would have figured out, like, it going into launch right where they'd be able to kind of clearly communicate like what the what the timeline is and everything um but like i guess it is fairly standard because this also happened during sword and shield right where there was like okay there's a i feel like we had it sooner than this though like i think it was i think, I think it was sooner out, like, like february ish yeah like usually the game drops and they're like early so 20 been, what, or the months? next year early next year for, for yeah. Pokemon Home, but we're like kicking that out further now. Yeah, and like, I, I, I don't know. Like, I wonder what the like what the decision is there. Like, is it a a resources issue or is it like an intentional timing issue? Because if you think about like what happened mm -hmm. with Worlds 
the last couple of years where like it had been delayed and delayed and delayed. We finally got it last year, but it was like a little late. So it's like, is this maybe motivated by them wanting there to be like a full competitive year where there is no bank and the meta is just the, mm. you know, native uh, Scarlet Violet, de- the Paladin Dex meta. Mm. Um, yeah. And then you but open that up. Make those Pokemon not legal. That's true. Like when they they added like Greninja and Charizard and you know and Cinderace and now the the waking Pokemon and what's the other I don't even remember that Iron Leaves uh, yeah <laughs> Iron Leaves you got it and you can't yeah you can't use those in um you can't use those in competitive right now so like just don't make them legal so that we can build teams now for then instead of scrambling to build teams later for later yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think that's I think that's definitely a fair request. <laughs> uh, so jumping into the the DLC of it all, uh, we got the confirmation of Scarlet and Violet's um, DLC plans. Right, the roadmap. Uh, the the expansion is called the Hidden Treasure of Area Zero. There's uh, just like with Sword and Shield, it's a two parter. Part one is called the Teal Mask. And is going to be released in the fall of this year, uh, and then Indigo, the Indigo Disc, is part two, and that's set to come out in winter of 2023. So, um, seemingly a pretty quick turnaround between the two, right? Like, even if it is like the beginning mm. of fall and end of winter, you're talking about like maybe about a four month spread. Um, so, yeah, definitely uh, going to be pretty on top of each other, which makes me wonder what the length of them is. If they're yeah. if they're kind of timing them that close together, that's not to uh, insinuate that they'll be like content light or anything like that. But mm-hmm. I would imagine that they'll probably be somewhat similar in size and scope as what we mm-hmm. got last uh, last time around. Um, this feels like it, if I don't know, maybe maybe this is me uh, speculating, but uh, it feels like this is another delay kind of situation. Like the theming of the first one is supposed to be like a summer festival kind of situation. And mm. wasn't Sword and Shield around that time frame? Like it was like July. Isle of, Isle of Armor was June. Yeah. 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 So and then it feels like they wanted that same thing where they did the, the uh, a summer release of DLC and a fall winter release of DLC, but they didn't they're not hitting summer. So <laughs> is, is that what it is? Because yeah, it doesn't it could seem be. like it's content light. Yeah. I guess they can From, get away with like pushing the school thing to the fall because in the West um kids do not go to school year round like they do in japan right yeah they can squeak that in that was a real wake-up call for me when i played persona 5 i was like dang they got these kids in school 24 7 jesus they're in school on saturday and everyone's (laughs) out here like i want to move to japan no you don't i guess i don't know it's hard (laughs) yeah um yeah so the timing on them was it was june 17th for isle of armor and then crown tundra was october so definitely yeah, definitely a bigger gap between them by like mm-hmm. a decent amount. I wonder if I wonder if the timeline was messed up at all by the um the need for them to like push out that big patch that just dropped uh-huh. as well. Uh-huh. It's possible. Maybe. Yeah. You know? uh, maybe maybe I think just with the way that production timelines usually work, they probably got pushed back on patching that stuff. Where they're like, oh, okay, we have problems in the base game that they were probably already working on by the time that the game even came out. Because like, yeah. uh, if I don't know if you've seen any of the coverage from the game beforehand, but the people that 
um, got to play uh, Scarlet and Violet before it came out were saying that there was not really any frame rate issues in the in the uh, the release that they played. And mm-hmm. the one that came out ended up being a different build. Um, so it seems like there's some sort of issue that like has them um, like backed up almost. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, I mean the where, game like. The game clearly has an optimization problem, you know, and it's like, mm. I wonder what it, if that is the case, right? If it, there was earlier builds that were more stable, you have to wonder, like, what is it that started gumming up the works, you know? And that, like, mm. they clearly just didn't have the level of time that they needed to squash the bugs, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this could be them giving themselves more time, which I'm here for, but... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean... I, 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 I would think that... Not that they would want to, because they're usually secretive in this, just period. They're just a secretive company. But you would think that it would garner some goodwill to be like, look, we didn't give ourselves enough time. We're trying to rectify that by giving ourselves more time. That's why the DLC is coming out in this time frame. Yeah. But obviously it is the Pokemon fan base. So there will be people that are somehow angry about that too. So I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, that's for sure. No matter what. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so aside from, uh, well, and I guess just to give you like a quick summary, right? In part one, uh, we'll be going to a new land called uh, Kitakami uh, for like a field trip. And then in the second one, you're going to be an exchange student at a place called the Blueberry Academy, which is adorable. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, in addition to, you know, the, the story content and everything, both pieces of DLC will have a, a legendary associated with them. Uh, there's uh, Ogre Pawn for the Teal Mask, and uh, he, like, is a, a little kind of, like, bipedal guy. He's got, like, leaves on his feet and has, like, this big, ornate teal mask that he, you know, you can kind of see, like, an eye creeping out from the side in some of the photos and stuff like that. So, uh, guessing he's a grass type. Right, just based on the design yeah. and and everything. But I like him. He's he, ugly. He's he's weird. He's definitely not uh, not my favorite looking legendary. Um, <laughs> the next one looks like a Neopet to me. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, Terra, it's Terrapagos or Terrapagos. Um, and it's a uh, kind of like celestial turtle. You know, it's mm. it's got like a big like uh, gem and stone in the center of its shell. It's got these kind of like cloud like tails coming off of it. Um, it's pretty cool. It's I so like him. Cute. Yeah, I, I like him for like sure. Roomba. It does look like a Roomba. <laughs> the thing, it's a the, Roomba with many tails. It's a it's a it's a Naruto. Uh, uh, Jin Cherokee or, or <laughs> no, Biju or whatever. <laughs> I uh, looking at it, I'm interested in what its deal is going to be. I feel like it's going to have some kind of like type based gimmick because, like, if you look at uh, on its shell, it has all these like, you know, like how a turtle shell the type it, emblems and stuff. Yeah, and it, it's like yeah. each one is kind of like a plate in it in the turtle shell. So I'm like, is mm. it like a a Pokemon that can like you know, change its type or something, you know, yeah, can it, like totally, can it terastalize this into is like where they any type? The or... Arceus uh, plate, they <laughs> murder this Pokemon <laughs> Shit, and right. they take its shell and make a plate out of it. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm getting Jen- bop it vibes from this guy. Bop- <laughs> 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 yes. Slap the plate. <laughs> I saw people posting this Pokemon being like, no more new types. Is this Pokemon? Oh, oh right. Oh. Whatever. <laughs> also, they we don't re- need more types. It's fine. Relax. No. So many of them People already. want new types just to want new types. Like, I talked to Parker about this a little bit on, on our podcast. And um, he was like, somebody asked uh, in Q&A what new type we would want. And I was like, I don't think we need a new type. Like, new types exist for balancing. Like, mm-hmm. it, it yeah. can seem like it's like this cool new thing. There's fairies in the Pokemon world now. But they did that because Dragon is overtuned. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, Dragon yeah. was OP for years. And it was like, all right, like, let's. Let's splice this yeah. in there, right? I would, mm-hmm. I would and rather then than same thing with Dark for Psychic. Yeah, right. Exactly. It was extremely dominant in Gen One, and it needed a check. So here we go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they, I, they also made Steel for some reason, and then that was over, you know. And then they did, they, they tuned that one yeah, up. And so then we're they good. Had their yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like if anything, I would rather see them fix the types that suck. You know, like, yeah. like ice and yep. rock types are both generally not good. Like any Pokemon mm-hmm. that is a rock ice type is, or an ice, ice is type. better now. It's not good. It's but better. It's better. It's better. Of, yeah. no, and... It's it's not as much of a liability as it was before, mm-hmm. for sure. Right. Um, but it's like one of those things where like any Pokemon that is either of those types would be better off not being that type. You know? Yeah. Like Terrestrialization. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so I mean, and that's another thing. This Pokemon could be like the the uh, eternatus of that. Yeah, um, I've seen people in like mm. my chat talking about that. Um, that's, where that's, they're like, "Oh, what if it's an eternatus kind of situation?" And that's where terrestrialization comes from. Is this Pokemon? That's kind of what I'm thinking, and I'm I'm wondering mm. if the whole it's like maybe it can just turn into any type, and like that's its gimmick, mm. right? Like it can or it can terrestrialize, you know. Like rather than just having the one form, you can like it pulls up a Final Fantasy list, and you scroll to what type you want or something like that, you know. <laughs> Um, which would be uh, ridiculous. Something I brought up is like, what if it has like a dual Terra type kind of thing? Like it has like a base type, and oh. then it can also just be dual Terra type. That's a that that's interesting. Good. That would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Um, so then, in addition to those two, uh, in like the big like promo image that they showed off, um, there's three other Pokemon that look to be connected with the teal um, DLC. And their mm. names are uh, Okie Dogie, who is a, like, buff dog man, wolf man, whatever. <laughs> uh, Monkey Dory, which is uh, a little, he, he's like a, he's like a little ape. He looks like a, like a tiny gorilla, and he looks like he's kind of like, like he's maybe got a little, like a little secret or something, you know, a little, a little mischievous. <laughs> uh, Mojo Jojo ass. Yes, yes, <laughs> for right. sure. Uh, and then Fezzendipity, and just, geez, these puns are next level, um, which is, it's a, you know, it's like a, it's a pheasant, right? Like, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, it's a bird of prey of some kind. Um, mm-hmm. The thing that's interesting about them is each of them has a little, like, pink chain of some kind. Like, on mm-hmm. Okie Dogie, it's like a, it's like a scarf kind of, like, coming off of him, you know? Uh, on Monkey Dory, it's like a little headband, and then for uh, Pheasantipity, it's like a, a like it looks like it's like a bow like tied mm-hmm. around its chest. So yep. 
obviously, you know, we don't really know like what the deal is with these three, whether I would guess they're not legendary considering like they called out that the other two are specific legend, specifically legendary. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, these, these guys seems like we don't have a trio. So yeah, maybe that's the thing. Yeah. Maybe they're like, um, they're like the, like dogs, birds kind of equivalent. Uh, in the mm-hmm. uh, press release from the Pokemon company, they say, um, it, it says this specifically, players will also encounter new legendary Pokemon, Ogrepan in part one and uh, Terrapagos in part two. Uh, and then in part one, the Teal Mask, three Pokemon named Okidogi, Monkey Dory, and Pheasantipity also appear. They are beloved by the people of the village as heroes that protected the land of Kitakami in the past, and stone statues were made in their likeness to express the people's gratitude. So I guess I guess they are legends, but it's interesting that it specifically says two legendary Pokemon and then three other Pokemon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That will also I appear. mean, like, if they were pseudos, would that be acknowledged? Like explicitly. Probably not, right? And yeah. like I, no. that, that's what it seems like that they are, I guess, like pseudo legendaries, because like obviously they're literally parts of a legend in this region. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if they're not commonly occurring in the wild, then I wouldn't that's not really like a typical Pokemon, I don't think. Can I can I throw out a weird here's my weird theory. Um, I think Ogre Pond is like the bad guy, and I feel like he has like Medusa powers, and like he like turned them <laughs> to stone or something. They're not actually statues, oh. and then like they'll come back because they help you beat him or whatever. Yeah, I'm eager to see. Fancy. I'm shooting from the like hip on that one, yeah. based but, on about two but, seconds. But of also, this, like but. the chain situation gives me uh, vibes from the 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 other legendaries, the um the treasure legendaries that we got in in this video game. Like that's changed oh, up. Oh yeah. Yeah. What are their names? So um it's like Chen Pao and I don't remember the other one. I don't, I don't remember the meaning either and the names are very hard to remember. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's like a fish so and like, like a oh. saber lion tiger. It's interesting because I leopard thing. I see what you mean about the chains. <laughs> But they look mm-hmm. like they're a different, like they actually look like ch- like chain link chains. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is more mm-hmm. like these are like purple, and they look like they're like more like almost fleshy, I guess, mm-hmm. for lack of a better mm-hmm. word. Yeah, it's interesting to have her like because like the the dog like it's like a really like substantial neck thing. It doesn't look like scarf like you know what I mean. Whereas the other look mm-hmm. like kind of more like cloth. It's so weird. I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know what to make of it, but uh, there's yeah. clearly a connection, right? Like there's something going on with the three of them there. Um, so well, it remains to be seen. Um, but I, before we get on to the last thing I want to touch on, which is a, bit, a little bit of a conspiracy thing. Um, <laughs> this I think overall. Um, I guess I'm just wondering, like, how do y'all feel about about this DLC package? You know, like I I think. Um, AJ, I know you you played a good amount of the the DLC in Sword and Shield and got pretty I into the raids. Play okay, the Sword and Shield DLC. <laughs> so <laughs> trying to get those shinies, man. How are you feeling about this? Like, does this does this excite I wanna you? See, I want to see that stuff. I mean, I'm down for this. 
Um, but like personally, I'm more interested in like mechanical changes and features than I am like the the lore stuff right now because we don't know enough to to know enough, you know? Sure. Like these Pokemon look neat. Cool. But yeah. <laughs> I can't really do nothing about that right now. Um, so I'll be down to know, like, is there any type of features that um, encourages more multiplayer stuff? You know, like stuff that takes uh, better advantage of the union circle sure. or something that is similar to the max rate adventures. Because I think the max rate adventures is the best thing to happen to Sword and Shield. Like that easily added another mm. like 100, 200 hours of playtime for me. And I'm sure a lot of people in my chat. Um, so I think that them adding stuff like that to this game would be good. Um, there's already like a decent amount of things that you can do multiplayer wise. Like the union circles are fun, um, but for them to like double down on that and do more with it, I think would be a smart. So I'm I'm interested in knowing that sort of thing. This stuff looks cool though. How about you, Sierra? What do you like? I guess what are you hoping to get out of this, if anything? Is this something that like you're? Are you excited to have a reason to invest a bunch more time in Scarlet and Violet? um yeah i mean i'm still playing it um i'm interested to see what the um the design is for like these individual like parts of the story um yeah because like I guess, yeah when they say they're going on a school trip i just get a visual of like one long walkway where there's a bunch <laughs> of festival booths and then it's just like <laughs> green field on the other i'm like trying to envision like what it'll be like to roam around um, yeah, like are they going to be like new big open maps? Like, right? I guess. That's what I love mm-hmm. about Scarlet and Violet is that you can get lost in the the world that they've sure. built. So, like, how will this like add on to that when you can just like mm. play base game and just like run around and look for shinies and like engage in battles that way? Um, yeah, definitely. Like, besides story, like, what will these bring to the table? Like, even besides like mechanical, like, and like meta, like, like, like improvements like what else like will we be able to look forward to um so yeah i don't know i'm probably gonna like it i don't see why not you know i love i loved isle of armor and crown tundra so i remember being impressed by them you know like i i I didn't sink as much time into them as, as either of you did but i remember being like this feels deeper than i think i worried it might be you know so it'll be interesting to see right because i think like they've evolved what the overworld experience is so much um yeah it's interesting to think that they're gonna make like a whole other like what is the size of that map what's the scope of that map does it have as many secrets to discover right like are there gonna be all those nooks and crannies like there are in the the proper uh palladian overworld you know right i, I imagine i was yes, gonna say but, yeah i was gonna say i think that like i would almost be surprised if it wasn't better in some way because like everything that they've done in this in this realm, um, they've kind of been leapfrogging themselves. They toyed with the idea of open world a little bit in Sword and Shield. I mean, uh, in Sun and Moon, um, towards the end of the game, that's kind of like an open area in like the I think it's Pony Pony Island. Um, yeah. And then obviously the wild area, they did that. Then Arceus, they developed that further. Now this game, open world, and even like within Sword and Shield, they went from wild area. To all the area, I mean, all the new areas being like wild area rather than there being routes and then this one centralized area that is the wild area. Um, are they going to do that again and in some way evolve what it is to be in the open world in this game when you're in these new areas or th- these new parts of the map? Or 
the like you know the field trip locales or whatever yeah yeah and also like what is kitagami like what is it in relation to like johto and kanto if like they're going mm -hmm. like like because obviously it's like a nod to like they're going to japan so like mm -hmm. i'm interested to know if like that's is it a like a region is it a town what is it yeah mm -hmm. yeah because like the way they the way they talk about it they say the land of kitagami so it's like mm -hmm. is that is that like a small island? Is it like, is this like part like, yeah, of a like new a Sevi Island situation? Yeah, yeah. right. Like, mm. I don't know. Um, and for what it's worth, I just Googled it. Uh, it is a city in Japan, uh, Kitakami. It's a real city. And mm. it's not very big. Um, its population is like 92,000 people. Oh. Um, so it's not. Yeah, it's not it's not particularly large. So I guess mm. it could just be like a, a a prefecture in um you know the equivalent of Japan, right? Because so maybe we're looking at more of like a, a second Mazagoza in this game <laughs> rather than like another like open world area, you know? Yeah. Because Mazagoza is like the hub town that has like a sampling of all the things that are in all the other towns. Right. Um, maybe it's another one of those. And like, I could see something like that making sense, right? Because the idea of it being like a school trip feels more mm -hmm. focused, right? Like a trip usually right. has parameters. You're there for a reason. You're doing a thing, mm -hmm. right? Like with your classmates. Whereas like the idea of the second one being like you're an exchange student. I could see that being like, oh, we're going to like let You're you living at a new place. Yeah. So like <laughs> yeah. it would make sense that you'd get let off your leash a little bit more to like just explore. And because like you live there now for however long. Right. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Like it, it's interesting. And I, I wonder like what is the relation between these areas and like how easy is it to go back and forth between them? All that stuff is like it, it's yeah. gonna, it's going to be interesting, you know, because I, I wonder if it will feel more akin to like what you're saying, AJ, where it's like this becomes a replacement for your need to go anywhere else and it's like a post-game hub or is it more like um, it kind of was in like Gen 2 where it's like, oh, there's certain things that you're going to want to do in Kanto. There's certain things in Johto that you can only do there. And, yeah. You know, like... That's I, more so what I'm leaning towards. Like, I think it's going to be not necessarily replace Mezagoza, but like add on to it where it's like um kind of in a similar vein to what they did with sword and shields dlc um where they had the the kiosk or whatever that you can uh spend or uh on to like uh craft items with the and the like the cramorant crafting thing and then to uh like redeem those to get cheaper pokeballs and like tms made and like that sort of stuff like if they have some type of move to it or, or you know stuff like yeah. that um to give you a reason where it's like oh i gotta head over here because i want to train this pokemon and they have this this and this or i want to get these clothes or you know another hub area to do things similar to what mexico's yeah and like I, I probably like you know like you said with clothes and stuff like give you a, a, a place to add new content for the sake of the dlc right like that kind of stuff mm -hmm. right yeah i think i think you're probably right uh, so we're going to close things out, like I said, with a little bit of a conspiracy theory, but uh, I thought it was interesting enough to talk about. We'll we'll see, you know, if there's uh, any fire where there's this smoke. Um, but the the story as it goes is that there is a pretty significant new uh, hardware rumor 
that's making the rounds right now. Um, it originated on 4chan, so grain of salt, right? Um, but here's what we know. So there is a uh, a leaker who uh, claims to be a, um, a, 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 a programmer from a team that uh, is at like an Pokemon outsourcing company is how they put it, right? Mm. And they uh, got some attention for accurately uh, predicting a lot of the information that came to pass in the Pokemon Presents yesterday, including uh, the name of the DLC and some of the specific uh, details of the announcements, like the um, the new uh, Paradox Pokemon and, and all that stuff. So with that... Um, you know, that that's the kind of the thing that lends credence to what they've said, right? But if you look at the actual full um, post, at the end of it, they make mention of some new hardware. Uh, so I'll, I'll just read their comment in full so that I'm not editorializing here. Uh, but what they said was, I'm a programmer at a Pokemon outsourcing company. My English is very poor, so I used machine translation to complete this post. The theme of the DLC is Hidden Treasure of Area Zero and Hexagon. Version 1.2.0 includes dressable clothes as a reward for DLC purchasers. Will include... Uh, un- These are like poor translations of the Pokemon names that we had revealed, but then this this is the explanation. These are Paradox Suicune and Paradox Verizion. Uh, the first one, which is the Suicune, right, is Water Dragon. The second one is Grass slash Esper type, which, again, is probably a poor translation of Psychic. Mm -hmm. Uh, A mystery Pokemon with a green mask, special terrestrial appearance. The third legendary Pokemon is a large blue turtle. And then the last sentence is, we are working on a graphics enhancement patch for the new Nintendo Switch models that will be released alongside DLC 2. So to remind you, DLC 2, right, is supposed to come out in December. So the mm-hmm. idea there is, I guess, new hardware in well, December. Winter. Right, that's oh. true, winter. Um, so that, you know, that's a, a big enough window that includes, like, that pivotal Black Friday window, all that good stuff, right? right. Yeah, um, so that's I guess, what I would assume. It's like, it's late November, probably. Mid to late November would be my assumption. Right. So the only other context that I'll offer here uh, is there is a, uh, a, a, a Twitter account called Centro Leaks, which many people look to for Pokemon and Nintendo leaks. They've claimed uh, that they were able to verify that the leak was posted before the presentation, um, which seems to, uh, you know, lend some legitimacy to it. Um, there, there is obviously you know um a lot here that i think you can use as like dings against taking this to the bank right um mm-hmm. i think the fact that they got a lot of those things correct right like could mean that they are who they claim to be um but that also you know with the fact that it's translated right like that's something that i think leaves a lot of room for um either misinterpretation on our part or you know, things not communicating properly, right? Where it's like the idea that there's like a uh, a new model of Switch doesn't necessarily mean we're talking about a Switch 2, right? Um, mm-hmm. But graphical enhancements, it's it, it's like who's to say, right? Um, I think the, the thing that's interesting is that the last time that we had a, a significant rumor about new Nintendo hardware was December 2022. There was a report from uh, John Linneman from Digital Foundry who said that um, 
Nintendo had canceled their plans for the mid-generation Switch, uh, like the Switch Pro, right, that we've been talking mm-hmm. about for years. Um, so it's also possible that this person potentially has information that, you know, uh, has not made it from on high down. Like, who's to say, right? There's there's a lot of room for for error um, and, you know, and, and mistruth, right, in, in a rumor like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is um, coming from, you know, an unverified source. But given the context around it and what else proved to be true, there's definitely a chance that there's something going on here. Um, mm-hmm. What would you all make of this? Um, I mean, I could see it. I, I, like you've already said, I think that there's a lot of reasons to not uh, assume this to be true. Um, but it would make sense. I don't think that like there, there, there's definitely like a contingent of people that is like rallying behind this idea that like the switch is uh like old and like they need to replace it, even though like the performance of it like commercially um doesn't really reflect that at sure. all. Um, so them trying to like appease both ends of that with like a game boy color sort of situation i think that that's also the weird like sticking point here where like people um have changed this into or like or have branded the idea of like doing a a a mid-generation refresh as like a unproven thing which is like the playstation 4 pro in like the xbox uh one x or whatever right like that was a one-off thing but it's not like this concept is new to Nintendo. Like they did Game Boy Color, they did uh, Game Boy Advance SP, you know, Nintendo DS Lite, Nintendo DSi. Like they they have done this for their entire existence. Um, so like it wouldn't be outside the the realm of possibility for Nintendo. Even we, like pretty much every successful platform that Nintendo has ever done, they've been like okay, let's uh, parlay the success a little bit further and do the same console so that it still applies to like records when we sell another 20, 30 million units of this mid-cycle refresh. And then we'll just lump it in with 120 some odd units that we sell of, of this console, you know? Yeah. Um, so like, it would make sense. It would line up to me. Um, but I could also uh, just as much seeing them like waiting and, and just doing another console. Yeah. What I was going to say is, like, I feel like we've been at that point where they could do, like, the next Switch for, like, a minute, just, like, a minute. Because, like, if you think about mm-hmm. the Wii came out in 2006, and then the Wii U, it, it wasn't, like, a full 10 years. It came out in, like, what, 2012? Yeah, 2012, mm-hmm. I th- or maybe 2013. Yeah. I'm just surprised, like, if the, well, no, like, from a marketing standpoint, the timing, if they do it around Black Friday is not surprising. But mm-hmm. I thought that they might want to like push it out around Breath of the Wild too, because like that yeah. would be a strong launch title to mm-hmm. release a new Switch to or Plus or Ultra or whatever they decide to or name Plus it. Ultra. Did not mean to do that. Thinking of stuff, but uh, I don't know. The, the, I the the Black Friday thing is so interesting to me because it's like. I think you're right that it makes sense to be like, yeah, you want to put out a new hardware at this time where everybody's like excited to buy new products or whatever. But like, yeah, I also feel like when you want to like use that last Black Friday before you put out a new piece of hardware to be like, let's really push the switch one more time and have another mm-hmm. record setting, 
you know, uh, holiday and then launch it in right. like March or in, you know, early uh, June or something like that when there's nothing else going on and everyone's like, yep, I'm ready. Like, right. it's I don't know. I know. Right. It's it's just like if this is really going to be the timing, they must have a really big bet behind whatever this next upgrade is going to be for them mm-hmm. to be to be not afraid to like take this risk during the holidays. It's just wild. I, I also think you that... think like you said that they'd want to put it alongside Zelda because that would yeah. that would mm-hmm. be a absolute system seller, right? Like, because the other thing is like, I don't know if anyone else noticed this, but like, a lot of the Hyrule overworld in the new trailer of Tears of the Kingdom it looks similar, if not the same, to Breath of the Wild. So like this current, I can see now how like this current switch would be able to handle it. I just thought, like, again, with that, like, huge IP Zelda, like, you know, Nintendo diehards love Zelda, that would help, like, uh, uh, dissuade any, like, fears they'd have about, like, making that conversion over to, like, a new console. Like, yeah. you know, we know their history, like, they're afraid of shit tanking. <laughs> um, sure. You know, so, I don't know. I mean, it's also worth noting that, like, the original Breath of the Wild was a Wii U game. This is yeah, that's game. yeah. Right. So there, yeah. there is like a, a um, uh, like headroom that they didn't have before, um, to start from from the ground up. But the other thing that I think is also important to note, if we're looking at precedent, like you brought up the uh, the gap between the Wii and the Wii U, if you also look at the lead up to the Wii U and the place that they were in with the Wii to Wii U, like obviously the Wii was really successful. Towards the end of the Wii, though less so yeah. like people were mm-hmm. like really dying off of the of the Wii, and it, it started happening around like 2009 like 2010 um is when people were like, eh, i don't know about this so they were like okay time for us to pivot that's not really the case with switch and also with the wii u they gave themselves over a year to promote this thing and say all right we're, we're finally doing the Wii HD thing that's been rumored forever. Here's our yeah. concept. And they showed us that. And then they announced the Wii U at the, like that whole event and stuff like that. If we're getting a new Switch in December of this year, <laughs> I, I think we would have heard about it at, like that's surely by like, January, <laughs> like yeah. at the latest, you know? You'd think a year. Uh, you'd you know? think, right. But, but if it is a refresh sort of situation, I could see them announcing something like that at yeah. like a summer event you know maybe yeah you it's, know it's, I, I i it is interesting course. though because like i think with the switch they have a they have a unique uh opportunity right because like they they mm. had that financial report i think it was last year's where they talked about that was where there was that quote from them seeing the switch as having a 10-year life cycle and that like mm. they felt that the uh being able to transition that audience from Switch to the Switch successor was like a huge uh, challenge that they were that they were mm-hmm. like actively thinking about, right? And I think right. you know you brought up the Game Boy Color earlier, right? And I think like there mm-hmm. are examples of things like that where they've been able to um, leverage the name recognition of an already successful product and be like, well, this is the next one, right? Like Game Boy mm-hmm. to Game Boy Advance, right? Or or DS to 3DS. And I think the problem with those is like there was generally a, a drop off, right? The Advance was not as successful as the, the Game Boy proper and the 3DS didn't sell as well as the, the, as the DS. Um, I, right. I wonder if Switch has that same problem 
because I think the Nintendo Switch branding is extremely strong, and I think it's it's ubiquitous uh, with Nintendo in a way that um, their other hardware generations have not always been, even if they were successful. Because you look at the Switch, right. out of all of the examples that we've given, right, all the refreshes that you brought up, the Switch is the only console that they've put out where they did not ever cut the price. The price has been the same for yeah. seven years, right? Right. Um, there's not been a need for that. How do we how, let's knock the price down and shift units? How do we let's, get more, more people to buy this? Yeah, because yeah. it's already it's already immediately understandable why it's attractive and it's got a great library mm-hmm. and it's a great it's a great console. You know, I think I think right. it sells itself in a lot of ways. Right. And I wonder if they couldn't just come out and, and for the first time in their history, just own it and be like Nintendo Switch 2. You know what that means, right? Whereas, like, mm-hmm. that's not a that's problem. Kinda, but to your point, that's kind of why I think that they're probably leaning more towards Game Boy Color, because Game Boy. When you look at Game Boy sales, it's grouped with Game Boy Color. <laughs> like yeah. Game Boy Color is like a different thing for them, you know. But like they were able to like group it together. I think that we'll 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 get a Nintendo Switch Two or whatever they're going to call it. But if they're looking at the immediate future to do a new thing, it seems more like the place that they're leaning towards is like being switch, but longer rather than yeah. like yeah. doing, we're not DS anymore. We're 3DS, which is a new thing. It's sure. different. It's like, we're, it's the Game Boy still. It's the Game Boy still. It's not, it's not. But for everybody that's keeping track of records, it's the Game Boy. <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. That, that, no. That's what I think. Because that's really, I don't think it's the only way that they beat PS2, but I think it's the easiest way that they beat PS2. For sure. And I think they want to yeah. beat PS2. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and you're probably right. Um, but I think the thing that's interesting there, though, is like Sarah and I were talking about this uh, offline earlier today, where it's like they they mentioned the Switch having the ten year life cycle, and I think if we were if we were like if this was a year ago, if this was two years ago, I think I would be like right there with you. We're like, yeah, like don't mess with a good thing. Like you just release a stronger Switch, the games run better, no exclusives. It's just you know a better product for the enthusiast, right? The way that the PS4 Pro was, or the Game Boy Color, or, or any of these innumerable examples we can point to. Um, but now, it's like, the Switch came out in 2017. You know, like, it, the, mm. the 10-year life cycle that they're talking about is, we're not far away from it at this point. Yeah, you we're know? almost there. <laughs> um, yeah. So, like, the idea Ugh. that, like, right, I know, isn't that messed up? <laughs> the, the idea that like, that, like, next year, right, would mm. be when the new, so say, say December rolls around, right? And they have a mm-hmm. similar thing that they did with the Switch where they're like, hey, the NX that we that you've heard rumored, it exists and we're going to show it to you <laughs> in a couple weeks at a, a dedicated yeah. event. I could see them right. doing that end of this year and then setting up, you know, our expectation that it comes out next year. Right. For and sure. then two, I'm completely with you there. Two more like, years of Switch while that is the new, whatever the successor mm-hmm. gets established. Yeah, right. I agree. I think that my my only thing is like if if people are pretty sure that this is the case, which I'm not. I don't, I don't think any of us here are. Um, that this is for sure going to be a, a December 2023 thing. That is more so what makes me like, eh, if we're getting something in December yeah. 2023, it's not a new generation. Um, but if we get an announcement of a new generation towards the end of the year and they start to roll it out next year, that I could imagine. Because I don't yeah. think when they said a 10 year life cycle for Nintendo Switch, they meant 10 years of just Nintendo Switch. I think yeah, that, I agree. that just 
that's unrealistic even for them um and even for where the switch is at um so yeah i think i think that's what it's going to be i think it it, again they want to be ps2 they and ps2 the majority of the consoles that they sold was after playstation 3 was even out it was once they were like all right playstation 3 is out this is this well-known proven thing it's 99 bucks now go buy it I think mm-hmm. that that's where the switch is really going to take off. Where it's like, okay, uh, Switch Lite, a hundred bucks. Nintendo Switch proper, two hundred bucks. OLED, two fifty. Go crazy, yeah. and then they sell a hundred million more. <laughs> honestly, yeah, I right. honestly think they could probably go even a little bit lower. You know, like mm-hmm. uh, I mean, they definitely could, but I mean, like, there's going to be more price drops. Like, sure. until this thing stops selling, like they never officially dropped the price right? of Switch. There's going to be. It's more- not going to be one. We yeah, haven't exactly. even gotten one yet. One no. and done. Exactly. It's not going to be one and done. I just think that with the first price drop, they're not going to go that low because they yeah. don't have to. Yeah, they want to still have like yeah. room to to cut it later. But I don't know though. You know, it's like you think about. I remember there was a point where like that the the two DS the the flat one right like the original that was like seventy five dollars. <laughs> like that yeah. thing was so unbelievably cheap. And the last True. thing I'll say uh, about the the model thing is you. you mentioned the thing about them having like a new skew but not a new new skew this is maybe crazy i wouldn't be that surprised if they came out with a switch light that had oled screen yeah 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 that'd be an easy you know another thing to put out it's also an easy pokemon thing most of the switches have been i mean well the the scarlet one uh breaks that a little bit but the sword and shield one is a light the Brilliant Diamond Shot and Pro one is a light, um, but Let's Go is a regular Switch, and um, this one is a OLED. I think it's a it's an OLED, yeah. The um, Scarlet Violet OLED. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, it would be interesting. Yeah, I could I could I, see that maybe being the solution. I mean, like this whole time, I thought that maybe they were holding off because of like component ish like shortages, but yeah. Mm. Maybe not anymore. I mean, that's a whole other thing that, to think about too, right? Is like the the chip that they use, the the Tegra chip that is like old as hell. Like it was like antiquated when they started using it, and I'm pretty sure that it's only in development now for Switch. So like that could be another I think factor. It was like the time frame for the Tegra chip that they use is it was it's in line with what like other console manufacturers usually do. Like especially Nintendo. Like Nintendo usually uses chips that are like three four years old yeah um but the tegra chip was like two years old um for at the time that the switch came out so yeah so, so it I wasn't mean, that old but, but this many but yeah. years later it's old as hell for, yeah now yeah. it's old yeah. yeah right um and i don't even mean that to like talk about it as performance but more like i'm sure that i'm sure nvidia would love to stop producing this thing exclusively yeah. for the nintendo switch 100%. and make and use something more modern that they are already mm. producing right so like right that could that could also maybe be a motivating factor. Maybe we do get one with could like a new chip. Could also see Nintendo uh, commissioning a custom chip this time because, like, <laughs> obviously it's it's a it's a it's a uh, 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 easier investment for them coming off the Wii U to be like, mm, let's get something off the shelf. It's cheaper, yeah. But now, one hundred and twenty million units later, they're like, All right, let's spend some money now. Um, so I could I could also see them do that too. Potentially, yeah. I, I I do wish we had Steve to comment on that because I wonder if they would bother not only for the additional hardware investment, but I also think that having a like more standard 
set makes it easier to port stuff to your hardware. And like that was a mm-hmm. huge victory for the Switch, especially in the early days, was like how right. any indie developer was like, put your game on Switch, it'll I don't sell think it would be five times cut. better. Like, yeah. Like I don't think it would be like a custom architecture or anything like that. I just think that I could see them being like, ah, but let's let's do that chip that you have there, but instead of like focusing on like raw horsepower, sure. let's make it even more efficient or you know, like that. Yeah. Yeah, creating like let's a, put two more cores on this one, you know. That would be sick. <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, you know, we'll have to see on this one. You know, it's 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 uh, you got to take rumors like this with a grain of salt, especially because you, how often uh, stuff ends up coming to pass where it's like partly true and then plans change. Like, look no further than the Metroid uh, Prime remaster that just came out and mm-hmm. how long we knew that thing existed before we finally saw it. Right. So mm-hmm. um, you got rated like 18 months ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> So you know, uh, it's you, you. You never know where where stuff's gonna go with Nintendo. I think that they definitely react to the market um, when they need to. So like the idea that they had a, a refresh in mind and they decided it wasn't worth doing because the thing's still selling like hotcakes. Like I believe that mm-hmm. you know. So um, yeah. I that was be... my assumption when they announced OLED. I was like, yeah, this was the Switch Pro, but they were like, ah, oh, there's a chip shortage. We don't really need to do that. Uh huh. Let's just use all the screens that we ordered and this new thing that's just the regular ass, which I think that's probably what they Yeah, I think you're probably right, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I, I think this is just one of those ones we're gonna have to wait and see on. You know, I, I would be surprised if we don't know more about Nintendo's plans for new hardware by the end of the year. Um, because I think I think kind of sunsetting the switch um after, you know, Tears of the Kingdom, it just makes sense, you know. Whether or not it makes business sense, I guess, is the question. Mm-hmm. But we'll wrap it up there for today. AJ, thank you so much for joining us. Mm-hmm. Let the kids know right. where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on YouTube.com slash watch redirect at Twitch.tv slash watch redirect where I stream three times a week at least. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at A. McCray Jr. Go give them a follow. Sometimes. We'll have some links uh, down below. Everybody go click on them. Make sure that you tell AJ that we sent you and, uh, you know, be your lovely selves. So if you want to write in to us and you want to let us know your thoughts about this week's Pokemon Presents, your thoughts about the future of Scarlet and Violet, or your thoughts about the future of the Switch hardware platform, make sure you're right into us. There's a bunch of ways you can get in touch, but you can find links to all of them at flipscreen.games. Whether you want to drop us an email, join the Discord, however you choose to get involved, we'd love to hear from you, and we thank you for tuning in to another episode of Nintendo Noise. For the crew, I've been Pete, he's been AJ, she's been Sierra. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>